Welcome to The Jest, the official podcast of Infinite Jest Theatre Company. I am your host, Colette Rutherford. Today's guest is Infinite Jest company member, actor, and director, Samantha Berrios. Sam has been a member of Infinite Jest since 2015, and you may have seen her in the title role of our 2016 production of George Bernard Shaw's Major Barbara. Sam has also been in productions at various Los Angeles theaters, including Sacred Fools, Surf City, and Kentwood Players. Welcome, Sam. Hi, Colette. Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. My pleasure. The world's pleasure when they hear this podcast and get to know you that much better. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we start with you uh, telling the audience how we met and how you came to be a member of Infinite Jest. Absolutely. Uh, well, Miss Brandalock Brandalock brought you in in to audition audition for me for An Ideal Husband. Let me clarify. That's the play, An Ideal Husband. She did not think (laughs) Colette Rutherford would be an ideal husband for me. Or maybe she did. I don't know. I'm right. Not sure. I've never. <laughs> but you did. You auditioned for me for an ideal husband, and I cast you. I almost said what type of role, but then I thought, oh, I don't want to spoil it in case people haven't seen an ideal husband. But I think you know pretty early on you were the villain, and uh, you were fantastic and amazing. And I cast you, and we worked together, and I just love working with you. And uh, shortly after husband closed, we went out, hung out, and you invited me to join. And I knew instantly I wanted to work with the crew. That pretty much sums it up. Yep. Uh, the Reader's Digest version. It is, yeah. (laughs) Sam, we had a great time working with Sam as a director and uh, Branda, uh, Locke, and Doug Mattingly, other company members, we were all in consensus that we wanted to ask Sam to join and we did and she did and that's history. <laughs> yeah. So we have been friends for six years now and I have to say I was surprised when I looked at your resume and saw that amongst your skills, your many, many skills is conversational Russian. Oh, yes. Yes. Yakovodoporuski. <laughs> Very nice. Why Russian? This is actually a funny story. Um, I'm a very big nerd. Let me let me even go back before this. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since I was a child, I have been obsessed with Russian things. I think it started with the ballet. Uh, I saw I was introduced to ballet very early on, actually from the American Indian Theater Company. And then I started just watching every ballet I could, fell in love with the Russian ballet, and uh, and then various historical, like, in my mind, they seem romantic, because I think we romanticize history. So, like, I became obs- obsessed with uh, Anastasia, uh, Anastasia, and, like, you know, just the history of, of Russia and, it, and the culture and the art. It's so beautiful. Uh, started studying Chekhov. Anyway, now we get to the nerd part. In college, my senior year, I my counselor said, You've, you have all the credits. You need to graduate and you don't need to take any more classes. And you've taken all the artsy-fartsy classes, so you're, you're done. And I went, oh, that's bad. So I... <laughs> 
decided to take a cla- another class and I decided it should be a language. And I was dating a young man who was Russian <laughs> and he was taking Russian one. And I was like, that's cheating, but I'll take the class with you. Then I uh, did exceptionally well. I got a 100%. And I mean, I never got an answer wrong ever. Not in a pop quiz, not in a quiz, not in a homework assignment. That was my goal. And I achieved it. And then I went and lived there in Moscow for four months. I was on a mission for my church. Um, I ended up coming home early. I was supposed to be there for a long time. And that's a whole other story we won't get into. But I loved it. I loved the people. I did get to see Russian ballet while I was there. And that was a dream come true. Nice. And uh, yes. Um, and and just the people were so open and loving. And I, I just, you know, it was a really good place. A really good time. So you have an artistic journey that has taken you from Tulsa <laughs> to New York City and to Los Angeles. What brought you to Los Angeles ultimately? Mm, that's an excellent question. I think I always knew I was going to end up here. I think I was just avoiding it. Why I, why I was avoiding it, I don't know. I love New York. I got off the Greyhound bus in New York and I went, oh, I'm home. I feel like New York has much more of my speed and culture. I know you're, this is weird because I'm talking about New York and you're like, but LA. But it, I kept getting cast in New York in film and television. And I was like, Fine, I'll go to LA. Uh, a dear, dear friend of mine who's a wonderful actress, and she's a theater actress, is from here. And she had kept saying, No, it's wonderful. You'll, there's lots of opportunity. And one of my cohorts from college had moved out here first. And she was doing exceptionally well. And that's Vanessa Stewart. Most people know her from Sacred Fools. And, uh, well, in her huge <laughs> resume, but <laughs> as far as theaters, that's where she's attached. And so I came out here to to give it a go. And I said I was going to be out here for three years. And then I was moving back to New York. And that was 10 years ago. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been here as long as I have. So I <laughs> yeah. I know it was not three years. <laughs> <laughs> for people unfamiliar with your work, you are also a very talented singer and musical theater actress. Do you prefer musicals or straight plays? Ooh. Oh, you know, in all of my 25 plus years, I've never been asked that question. Really? And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to answer. Probably, I'm sure your audience right now is listening going, she's a musical theater performer because it's so early in the morning. (laughs) My voice sounds, gosh, Colette, I don't know how to answer that. I really don't. I, music speaks to my soul every cell in my body vibrates when I'm singing, when I'm listening or dancing. So it is extremely important to me. But to me, I don't necessarily see a difference in the storytelling. I mean, there are technical differences as in I'm now singing as as opposed to just regular speech. But I think the storytelling is the same. I do the same givens. I do the same work. I do the same objective. When I'm singing, it's just a different way of delivering those lines, but the intent and the action and the, you know, the objective that I'm fighting for, that's the same. Yes. It's like a monologue set to music. Pretty much. Exactly. So I don't think about them differently really, to be honest, but I'll tell you what, classical theater is my favorite to do. So I guess that answered that. I did. (laughs) I did. 
Unless you're, you know, one of Shakespeare's fools and you get to sing a ditty, you know, on an old timey lute. (laughs) I, I, hey, I did, I did play Festy once in a production that Doug Mattingly, Infinite Jest member, would love to tell you all about. (laughs) Interesting experience. But I did get to sing all kinds of little ditties in that, and that was fun. And then once I was in a Midsummer Nightmare and I played Mustard Seed. I'm sorry, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Those are my feelings about it. And uh, we were a, instead of fairies, we were a country western band. Nice. I did get to sing in that. We sang Ooh Wee. Did did that take place back in Oklahoma? Funny enough, it did. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) I know. Oh, my goodness. That show, I can't believe I'm admitting this. I think I've actually already admitted it on other places but we it was we went and took the posters down that is how <laughs> embarrassed we were of that show wow that's yeah. that's pretty bad yeah but the best part is my high school friends came to humiliate me and loved it so much they kept bringing more people <laughs> so it backfired <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean well that's the appeal when it's so bad it's good and yeah i mean if your high school friends they want to see you you know, look like a fool, literally. Exactly. They loved it. And here's the thing that I didn't realize until I was an adult and I could later look back because in high school, I was, of course, mortified. But high school kids were going to see Shakespeare multiple times. I mean, a a kind of a Shakespeare. (laughs) There was, there were most of the lines included. (laughs) Kind of Shakespeare. That's awesome. (laughs) But it was, it was really awesome. It was their first exposure. And a lot of them continued to go to the theater after that. So there you go. Shows what I know. Yeah, right? You got it all wrong. And now you call yourself a director. I know. (laughs) I quit. That's not true. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't imagine that you're going to do that. So, you know, we've just touched on this less than ideal theater experience. Uh Do you have a favorite theater experience, production, role? Yeah, so that is like asking me my favorite Beatles song or my favorite stuff, right? Yeah, it's I, yeah, I don't really have an answer for it. A lot of times it's whatever I did most recently, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and in this case, that would be kind of one of those things. The last show I did before the pandemic was Dudley, it was an amazing experience. Cast members are still in my life. I mean, you're like, well, it's been a year, Sam, it's not that long, but they are, well, and I love them very much. But people who like know and do theater or or film, I mean, you know that it's very like you're you're ride or die with these people for like three mm-hmm. months, and sometimes you they might be your best friend for those three months, and then afterwards you might not see them again ever. Yep, you true. know. So it's true. It's weird how that it's the weird the magic of theater how that works, but that is true. So the fact that we are still talking that does that, and there are a few um, the people that I haven't talked to that much, um, but yeah, Pippin also I did last year uh, was an incredible opportunity that was also very life changing. It was weird to do two shows in one year that were that meaningful. There was again something about that cast and the bonding and and that role. I played the leading player, and that is not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's very challenging for anyone it's who doesn't so know that play. Yeah, and it's so funny because you know Ben Vereen made it look so just fun, 
And I was yeah. like, oh, this will be, this will be fun songs to sing. And, you know, it's a good message to tell. That'll be a fun role. And I got in and I was like, this is hard. It is fun. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was a lot of fun, but it is, it is, yeah, there's a lot. Challenging score. It's, yeah. I really enjoyed Major Barbara, actually. That was another show that just, the role spoke to me. I really, really, really loved it. Cast again. It was just an, a fabulous experience. And I got to do the show with my mom. I always love doing shows with my mom. She's an amazing actress. So it was just, yeah. Um, I, d- I did Rocky Horror for a few years. And I know that sounds so trite and silly, but it is, re- we did it like punk rock style and it was so fun to sing. And that's another one. The cast has just been bonded forever. And that show really has beautiful messages in it, despite that it's a campy horror film, It does, um, but it yeah. has beautiful messages. And so those are some of my favorites. Fantastic. So we mentioned that we are recording this in the morning and like good theater people, we are not morning people. No. <laughs> Do you feel ready and alert now to take on the rapid round questions? I, I think so. I've had a couple of sips of my herbal tea and a Arbon fizzy stick, so I'm good to go. All right. I'm going to let you take a sip there and okay. here we right. go. Should I Comedy or first? tragedy? Comedy. What's your spirit animal? Uh, house cat. Who's your favorite actor? My mom. What's the best Graciela thing about Valderrama, living- for those who don't know. Sorry. Go. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing about living in Los Angeles? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably sunshine and the beach. What do you find funny? Intelligent, witty, clever humor. What and are the names of your cats? Oh, sorry. I cut you off. What did you say? <laughs> That's okay. And Pratt Falls. Pratt Falls. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love trying to be cool and sexy and then like falling or running into something. That's my favorite kind of humor. <laughs> <laughs> what are the name of your cats? Okay. Angel's the mom. Then comes uh, Neo, Neo Lilu. Then uh, Kitty Katniss. Uh, and then Commander Riker. And then uh, Kal-El, Super Cat. And then our our wicket passed. What is a question you hate being asked? I don't know that I have a question I hate being asked. That's uh, good. <laughs> I have I have, I don't know. What's your dream role? Mm, mm-hmm. uh, probably Lady M from the Scottish play. Uh, uh, Paulina Salas from Death and the Maiden. And uh, Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard. Those are some good ones. Yeah. I like that. I still want to play Eponine and Les Mis if anyone's casting. (laughs) I'm sure someone out there listening to this almost too old. (laughs) Do you have a hidden talent? A hidden talent? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, No, like when I... When I do something and get good at it, I want ever. I'm like all over Instagram. Look what I just did. So you know, no, I, <laughs> so no. But I think that I think probably it's not so hidden anymore. But I recently, in the past few years, discovered. Well, I guess since directing Ideal Husband, that I'm a bit of a visual artist that I didn't realize. Nice. Currently, you are working on Infinite Jess clowning around with Shakespeare events. Why don't you tell us about this event, which you and company member Melody Rivers 
came up with and you pitched to me at some point this summer. Yes, I am very, 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 very excited about this project. As the only comedic theater company in Los Angeles, we are doing Hamlet because it's so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what we're doing, we're doing it with a twist. I just had a really bad theater faux pas and didn't turn my phone on silent. So let everybody know, still turn your phones on silent in theaters. Okay. So with a twist, you, uh, the audience can bid to have the actors do things and things like wear a clown nose, do the next scene in a Groucho Marx mask, do the next scene in a Scottish accent or as a Valley girl, which I really want to see our Hamlet do lots of scenes as a Valley girl. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh, you can make them eat a sandwich or, you know, a piece of cake or whatever it is. An orange can make them have to incorporate the word fastidious or some other bizarre word into their scene. The entire cast has to do the next scene as a speed through or an opera or a country Western movie. You can layer. You can have them do it as an opera in Scottish Valley Girl, whatever accents each actor has to do. Hamlet's in drag. Polonius is in a Groucho Marx mask. Ophelia and Horatio have switched roles. I mean, you there's so much we can do in this. There is. Well, there's so much the audience can make the actors do in this. Yes. (laughs) They get to be the directors. If you've wanted to see Hamlet done differently, now's your time to make that happen. That is true. And this very special event uh, is going to kick off at 4 p.m. So it is East Coast and West Coast friendly on Saturday, December 12th with a happy hour. We're going to have Infinite Jest Company member Douglas Mattingly come on and uh, sing and play guitar for us because he is a very talented singer-songwriter. We're going to have... Janine McKay from Tell the Last Bite uh, Catering and Till the Last Sip Wine. Come on and lead us uh, into a special themed cocktail for the evening. Uh, we have some other fun, fun events and entertainment planned for that happy hour as well. And then at 5 p.m. Pacific, we will be kicking off with Hamlet. And uh, Samantha and Melody are going to be our MCs and host us through the evening's hijinks. I am directing Hamlet. Company member Branda Locke is is in it, along with a whole bunch of other fantastic actors that we all love to work with uh, because they're great people and talented. And we are extremely excited about this. So go to our website, infinitejesttheaterwithanre.org, and sign up for our emails to make sure that you get all of the latest details and events. Sam, I also happen to know that you have some other projects that you're working on. I do. I want to say real quickly, also make sure and sign up so that you can get the recipe for the the signature drink that she's doing so you can make it during the happy hour. Yes. Because that will be important. I'm excited for that. So yes, what are my projects? So I host a live interview, theater interview TV show on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And we interview local 
actors, directors, designers, backers, crew from the theater world in Los Angeles. Sometimes we have some surprise guests that stretch the boundary of (laughs) local theater artists. Uh, (laughs) We had Wade Williams on the show. Um, Some people have seen him. If you watch any TV show ever, you will have seen him because he's in all of them. I'm not exaggerating. I think I've watched one TV show he is not in, but it's still on air. So I'm assuming he'll be in it this next season. And, uh, but he was a theater actor before. (laughs) So I stretched and he does live in Los Angeles, kind of. So I stretched the (laughs) boundary to have him on. But we have a lot of fun and we talk and right now we're doing our kids series. So we're learning about the, our young actors who are now in college or just graduated and what they're doing now. So that's really exciting to see how theater made an impact in their lives. And so it's a, it's a lot of fun. Also, we talk, tackle some serious topics as well. Nice. And where- and Colette's going to be on the show. I am. I am. December 5th. I mm-hmm. am coming on the show so that Sam can turn this uh, experience back around on me. <laughs> <laughs> very That's why I chose my questions very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> tell, okay. people, tell people where they can find your podcast. Yes, you can. Well, it's it's video. I mean, it's you can listen to it too, but uh, it is video. You can find it on YouTube Sunday nights at 7 p.m. If you go to YouTube slash C slash Kentwood Players and, or you can follow me on Facebook. I also go live there. You can follow Kentwood Players on Twitter and it streams live there all at the same time. It's like magic. Yes, you can follow Kentwood Players on any Kentwood I should say that. I should enunciate so people are not searching Kenwood. Kentwood players uh, on all the socials. And we always have updates on that. And then follow me on all the socials because I always write to you where I'm going to be too. And I'm just T. Samantha B as in boy on all the socials. And your website? SamanthaBarrios.com. Two R's in Barrios. Fantastic. Yeah, I was very creative with that one. <laughs> well, you know, as a, as an actor and an artist, you're you're always told you have to have a website because how else will people know about you? So if you don't actually use your name, people aren't going to find you. It's true. That is actually in your defense. That's not the time to be creative. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. You can be creative on the website. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, coming to be on The Jest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. For those of you listening, if you want to find Infinite Jest on social media, we are at In Jest Theater with an R-E on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to our website, Infinite Jest Theater re again company.org and for the podcast use the hashtag the jest podcast thank you so much for joining us